welcome to Evan Talks Podcast, a podcast about my, your and our mental health journeys. If you enjoy the podcast, it's available every other week. And why not follow us on Instagram and Twitter? Hey guys, before we get stuck into this week's episode, I wanted to share with you that Evan Talks pin badges, as mentioned in episode three, are now available to order. The pin badges cost £10 each. All profits are going to Mind and Samaritans. So if you'd like to order yours, please email evan.talks2020 at gmail.com with your full postal address and name and I will give you payment details and that way we can get them sent out to you in first class post. Thanks very much and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Evan Talks. I'm Evan and I'm talking about mental health this week and we're talking anxiety in particular. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who's listened to episode one of season two and for those of you that have reached out and let me know that you listened, how you thought, how you felt about it, that's really, uh, it just makes it all worthwhile for me. So I really am grateful for those of you who have reached out Uh, and for those of you who feel like you want to reach out but don't maybe know how, please do just reach out. Just drop me a message, contact me on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you might see the advert for the podcast. I know I've had quite a few people message me through LinkedIn, which was interesting. So thank you very much to all of you. We're talking anxiety this week, and I'm looking forward to the slightly different spin on Evan Talks. Whilst you might only have conversations once every every two episodes, you are you are going to potentially learn a little bit more about mental health conditions and I'm enjoying researching them. I'm enjoying spending time on the Mind website. I'm also enjoying having having a look at different websites, Mental Health Foundation, all these different places that I've been going to. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to season two. I think season two is probably going to be a little bit better than season one, just in my personal opinion. So we're talking anxiety this week. And what we're going to do is talk about what it actually is, how it becomes or when it actually becomes a mental health problem, what the symptoms are, what the effects of, of anxiety are, and then what we can potentially do to help ourselves. Remembering that I am no doctor, medical professional, I'm no psychologist, Uh, I'm literally a person that is just passionate about mental health from my own journey and I just really want to have real people conversations with you all about it. So all of the information I'm reading through today and I'm going through today is from the Mind Charity website. I did have a look at other other charities and other sources of information but you know what the Mind Charity just really delivers the information in such a user-friendly way. So I've just gone with them today. And then what we're going to do next week, uh, we're going to be joined as uh, joined by Dave, who's been on the show twice already before, so he's probably one of the veterans. We were talking the other day about him joining again, and he just enjoys chatting with me and recording, and so that's good. If anyone else wants to join and chat and talk to me, then feel free to contact me too. Although that being said... Uh, I've got a few people that I need to get back to about joining a future episode, so my apologies to them. So we're going to be talking tomorrow with uh, tomorrow, next time with Dave on anxiety and how it affects him. Now, what's interesting is if if you talked to me about Dave Dave a few years ago and you said he had like he struggles with some anxiety around situations more than anything else. So, for example, COVID 
right now has caused him a bit of anxiety and and he's going to go through that with us next week but you know it's it's interesting because I would have never thought that he was that kind of guy and even though knowing what I know about myself and knowing how I don't necessarily reflect reflect rather my mental health and I come across slightly different to the way that I perceive myself I definitely wouldn't have thought that would be the case with Dave but then after I spoke to him the other day when we were getting ready to to record I realized that actually there's quite a few people I know because they've now opened up to me about their own their own journeys that I would have never thought about before they uh, before they opened up that they had a that they had that problem or this would affect them in that way so I guess what I'm trying to get out a get at in a very roundabout way is maybe just let's be a bit more kind in our conversations with people regardless of the scenario so if it's a, the work environment or our personal environments you never know what somebody's going through unless they tell you so if you are laying into someone or being rude or even if it's just like a casual encounter with somebody you don't know what that person's going to to lead, going through to have led them to that situation or the way that they've behaved so just bear that in mind and take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. I'm always cautious of how I come across to people because I don't want to be disliked. Again, another problem of mine. But I'm very mindful that if we think back, it was just over a year ago that Caroline Flack passed away and nobody really knew how much she was going through before that happened. And because it was such a public thing and everyone realised how badly she had been treated by the media by the press by everyone it's just it's horrible to think that we could have a similar maybe not on such a magnified level but a similar impact on somebody's life without knowing it so just bear that in mind when we are doing what we're doing and we're going through our daily lives i know people can be rude i know people that can be dickheads and and all that sort of stuff but we don't need to be we can be the better person and we could be the person that acts kindly towards others. So now that I've talked for six minutes and said very little about anxiety, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So what is anxiety? Anxiety is what we feel when we're worried, tense or afraid, particularly about things that are about to happen or things that we envisage happening. Now, Anxiety is a natural human response. It's important to realize that all of us will have some anxiety about certain situations, but it becomes a mental health problem when our feelings of anxiety are very strong and last for long periods of time, or uh, our fears or worries are out of proportion with the actual situation, or when we actively avoid certain situations because they make us anxious. If we regularly feeling these these symptoms of anxiety throughout our day-to-day lives and they could even include panic attacks then it's potential that it's potentially then that they're becoming a mental health problem the key thing to think about is if anxiety is making it hard for us to go about our everyday life or making it hard for us to do the things that we want to do or we enjoy doing so putting into perspective of my mental health journey, 
just because that's what I do. I suffer with anxiety around social situations because I've got self-esteem problems and because I don't believe that I'm a good person or I don't believe, no, I don't believe I'm a good person. I don't believe that I deserve anything at all. Love, affection, nice things, good things, respect. I don't believe in all of that. I don't know why. I, and I, I really struggle to find out why I'm working on it. I'm working on it, guys. But I avoid social situations. And all of my friends who are listening to this know this about me already. There is definitely certain times where I've said I'm not feeling well and not maybe told them what I'm feeling so that I don't have to go to a certain party or do a certain thing. Now, it's not as regular as it used to be, but it is definitely there. And I'm anxious about going back to back to the real world when lockdown stops. Even just looking at the different time frames in which the government in the UK are proposing to end lockdown. I'm already looking at June 21st and not like a lot of people who are saying that they are looking forward to it and they're like getting ready for their night out because that's when the nightclubs open. That's when everything should be back to some form of normality. And I'm thinking, no, <laughs> can I can I really make an excuse for not doing something on the 21st of June if that's when it actually all happens? So I know that that anxiety is real for me and that definitely hinders my friendships, my relationships, all of that sort of thing, because I don't believe that I deserve anything, and therefore I avoid certain situations. Now, what are the symptoms of anxiety? Well, they can be different for all of us. So it's important that you tap into what's what you're going through or how you're feeling. Some effects it might have on your body would include like a churning feeling in our stomachs, uh, like nausea feeling, feeling lightheaded or dizzy, pins and needles, feeling restless, unable to sit down or sit still, headaches, back pain, other aches and pains, speeding up of our breathings or not being able to breathe properly, fast thumping, irregular heartbeat, sweating or hot flushes, Definitely sleep problems. That's a big problem for me. When my anxiety is working up, I struggle with my sleep. Grinding your your teeth, especially whilst you are sleeping. Needing to go to the toilet more often or less often. Um, and definite changes in your sex drive could be a symptom of anxiety. I didn't know about that one. And then um, having panic attacks. So that's the um, sort of the the outward facing sort of symptom of anxiety. So effects on your mind could be feeling tense, nervous, unable to relax, having a sense of dread or, or fearing the worst. Now, this is where that disproportionate sort of outlook comes into play because we could potentially like think that we're going to end up dying from something and there's no real evidence to suggest that that's a likely possibility. Obviously, that's me talking outside of the realms of COVID because I know that anxiety around COVID is causing a lot of people, well, a lot of people are getting anxiety around COVID and there, there, there is a possibility of death, although it is 
not as high as we might put it in terms of our anxiety. Feeling like the world is speeding up or slowing down could be another one. Feeling like other people can see you're anxious and are looking at you. So that whole that whole scene, seeing people looking at you when they're not really looking at you or that feeling that they're talking about you when they're not talking about you. Feeling like you can't stop worrying or that bad things will happen if you do stop worrying. Uh, worrying about anxiety itself. So actually getting anxious about the fact that you're anxious. It's a vicious circle. Uh, wanting lots of reassurance from other people could be something or worrying that people are angry with you or upset with you. Worrying that you're losing touch with reality, low mood and depression. Thinking a lot about bad experiences, so overplaying bad experiences that have happened in the past that, again, you're probably making bigger than they were. Yeah, just becoming disassociated and feeling disconnected with the world around you or like the world isn't real. Worrying a lot about things that might happen in the future. You can read you can read about loads of different sort of symptoms and how these manifest on Anxiety UK's website. Um, it's another website I went to to do a bit of research. Really good website. Really good resources on there. If you haven't looked at it and you've got and if you've got a concern or a, a worry about anxiety, maybe go and have a look at that. Now, the bit that's interesting is what we start looking at when we start thinking about what causes anxiety because everyone's experience of anxiety anxiety is so different it's hard to know exactly what the causes are and there's so many factors involved it makes it even harder so research shows that having a close relative with anxiety problems might increase your chances of experiencing anxiety problems in yourself but that's often called uh, that's often called anxiety sensitivity because you've been around somebody with anxiety, you start to sort of mirror their behaviors um, and start to worry about the same sort of things that they would worry about. So it's just mindful that it, it there's no it's not definite that it could be inherited generic gen- genetically, but. It could be passed on through having experiences with somebody with anxiety, if that makes sense. But at the moment, there's not enough evidence to show whether uh, we can share genes of anxiety with somebody. So just be, bear that in mind. Your past or your childhood experiences could affect your likelihood of having anxiety. Difficult experiences in childhood, adolescence and adulthood are common Triggers for anxiety problems, so going through stress and trauma when you're very young, is likely to have an impact on you. Your current life situation will definitely have an uh, impact. So current problems in your life can also trigger anxiety, like exhaustion or build-up of stress, loss of change of uncertainty, feeling under pressure whilst studying or in work, working long hours, being out of work, again, could, could cause you anxiety. Money problems, housing problems, the risk of being homeless, worrying about the environmental natural disasters, sometimes called climate anxiety or eco-anxiety. I've never never heard of that before, so that was an interesting one for me to think about. Uh, losing someone close to you, bereavement, otherwise known as bereavement, uh, feeling lonely or isolated, being bullied or harassed. Now, if we want to put another sort of life situation onto that that's COVID 
COVID is causing a lot of people anxiety. People are anxious about going out. People are anxious about having people visit them or or coming into close contact with them. People are anxious about wearing face coverings because of the way it makes them feel and makes them feel claustrophobic and stuff like that. So COVID is causing a lot of anxiety. And I, and I honestly believe whilst a lot of us may feel relieved come out of lockdown, I think there's going to be a lot of anxiety coming out of lockdown. Just because if you look at, if I think about myself, for example, I'm going to be anxious about going out and seeing people that I've not seen for, I've not seen face to face for a year. And that's because, again, my self-esteem is where it is. I'm just like, oh, they're going to think I'm ugly. I've put on so much weight because I have done all these things. And I'm and I'm feeling like people are going to judge me for what what has happened in the last year when realistically they're not they're just going to be wanting they're just going to be happy to see you and be happy to be around you now when you're anxious that perspective goes out the window and it is ridiculous how much that's probably going to happen for a lot of us is that we're going to get anxious about going out back into the real world I know that from a work perspective, I'm anxious because my job's changed. So I'm going to be a bit anxious about going out there and meeting all these new people who I've only now met over Teams. And I feel that there's probably a lot of people that have gone through similar things. Like they may have may have lost their jobs, been made redundant, now going into work, now working, but go, working in an environment where they've never actually face-to-face met anyone. So they're conscious about what they're going to think about them or... All of that sort of stuff. I mean, as much as people are struggling in lockdown, I feel like people are also going to still struggle coming out of lockdown. I don't want to be those one of those negative people that says, oh, it's it's never going to be better because it is going to be better. It's just going to, we're just going to have to take into consideration what people might feel like coming out of lockdown and bear with people if, you know, they, they aren't back at 100 straight away because... I don't feel like any of us could be back at 100 straight away. Let's talk treatments and let's talk positive stuff. So what sort of treatments are available? Well, obviously, there's loads of self-help resources available. And this is where I'm going to encourage you to, again, if you're worried about anxiety, uh, go and have a look at the Mind Charity website, but also go and have a look at Anxiety UK. Uh, No Panic is another one to Google. They're great. Samaritans, I always shout out Samaritans. And Anxiety Care UK is another one. So you've got Anxiety Care UK, you've got Anxiety UK, you've got No Panic, you've got Samaritans, and you've got Mind. These are all places that you can go and find some self-help resources. Talking therapies are another way in which you can get help in terms of anxiety. So talking to somebody, somebody qualified, not myself, talking to somebody qualified. So the one thing that helped me, and I'm, I'm going to touch on it a bit, is CBT and that's probably where I got my most effective therapy from the five or six different types of therapy I've had. Talking therapy and CBT in particular is really good. Sometimes maybe I need to practice a bit more CBT and maybe uh, go back to their sort of the workbooks and stuff that I had with them. Now self-help resources might be the first treatment your GP offers you and this is because it's available quite quickly and there's a chance it could help you feel better without needing any further options. So normally self-help therapy is the first option. If self-help therapy doesn't help you, 
I want to encourage you to go back to your GP, go back and ask for more therapy or more help because that's not the only option. That's not the only solution. There is obviously, after we talk about talking therapies, there is obviously the, the option for medication, which I know a lot of people don't enjoy. I've kind of accepted that I'm going to have to have some form of medication, although I'm on considerably less medication than I used to be. I'm going to have to be on some form of medication for the rest of my life. Because as soon as I come off it, or if I'm weaned off it, and we try and do it the sensible way, it it doesn't work, and I and I go, I, I tend to have more bad or low low episodes than I than I would normally if I'm on medication. Let's talk self help. Self help can be delivered through two options. So you've got workbooks. There might be particular titles or schemes available from Reading Well. It's a book that offers um, a book that's actually offered on prescription. Scheme is supported by most local libraries, so you can go in and check out the books for free. You don't actually have to need don't actually need a prescription from a doctor to do it, but there is that option. And then you've got online cognitive behavioral therapy programs. So there's several CBT-based apps that treat anxiety and panic attacks. If you also go into like an app store and have a look, there are loads of um, good apps out there that could help with your self-help sort of thing but then when we go into talking therapies where you're actually going to get professional help that's when like cognitive behavioral therapy comes in so cbt this focuses on on how your thoughts beliefs and attitudes affect your feelings and behavior and teaches you coping skills for dealing with those different problems now for me the cbt i looked at mostly was around self-esteem and self-image so I really thought about that and how I view myself. Now, as you would have gathered from this episode, I still have a problem with self-esteem. I definitely have a problem with it. And it's a vicious circle because my negative self-image fuels my self-esteem problems, which fuels my anxiety about social situations. And it is a vicious circle. But other than CBT, you can try applied relaxation therapy. This is involves how to relax your muscles in situations when you normally experience anxiety. I've never tried that one. I don't know. If you have and you want to reach out, let me know about it. That'll be cool. Talking therapies are definitely a way to help with the anxiety. And I did notice my anxiety levels drop when I was getting help. And even after that for some time, I think my anxiety levels are definitely increased at the idea of going back into like the normal world uh, where we don't have to wear a face covering and people don't know that it's... Heaven. If you are looking at maybe advice for family and friends or how to help family and friends, the key thing is obviously with most mental health thing, uh, mental health conditions, is don't pressure people. So if they're reaching out to you and they're saying they're struggling with something, don't pressure them to talk. Let them feel like they can control the conversation. And once you've done that, really encourage them to get help if they can. If you can, try to understand, maybe point them in the direction of, of somebody that you think might be able to help them or maybe you've got a family member or a friend who is going through similar things and they can help each other. But if they don't feel comfortable asking for help by themselves, maybe be there to help them with that journey. So if maybe they are contacting their GP or going to the doctors for whatever reason to maybe speak to somebody, help them through that. Be there for them through that and be that support network that they need. Because I know that 
when I've struggled in the past and I've had good friends be there for me, when I've been having to go to get help, it, it makes all the difference and it makes me feel like I'm able to actually get help and I'm not alone. And then finally, encourage them to look after themselves. And if they are feeling down and they're feeling low, or if they're feeling anxious in this situation, get them to reach out to either you or again, somebody else who they feel more comfortable speaking to and and get help and maybe just talk. Because the key thing with anxiety is that once you start talking to somebody about it and they don't offer solutions, they don't offer advice, they just listen, then it kind of naturally puts it in perspective for yourself. So it makes life a little bit easier talking it through with somebody and putting it into perspective a little bit more. I know that my perspective is way out when, when I'm going through any sort of low low episode. So talking to somebody often helps me th- put things into perspective a little bit more. And I guess that's why the podcast helps because I'm talking things through and it puts things in a bit of perspective. And you know what, if anything, I've taken away from this episode is that I'm potentially going to look up those those cognitive behavioral therapy workbooks that I've got and maybe do some of those exercises that we did in those group exercises. So I did group therapy for my cognitive behavioral therapy as well as one-on-one therapy. And I think having done both, both helped me. The group therapy helped me put things into a bit of perspective. But then the one-on-one therapy is where I really kind of doubled down on, on some key triggers for me and that was the self-esteem and just not believing that I'm good enough so on that very low point we're gonna wrap up this episode of Evan Talks I'm laughing because it's my mental health and I can laugh at my own mental health because I've got a good relationship with my bad mental health so that's how I'm putting it into perspective for myself so that was episode two guys Let me know how it was because I'm not convinced at the time of recording that it was my best work. But you can let me know. So next week, or not next week, the week after rather, we are talking to Dave. Then we're talking self-esteem, which... Oh, that could be... That could open up a whole world of pain for me. Or could help me massively. Let's look at the positive. Thank you everyone for joining and listening. Please look after yourselves. Please still follow the social distancing. Please still be safe out there. Because if we're not, then it's just going to slow the whole process down. So thanks everyone. Look after yourselves. And I will speak to you all in two weeks time. Thank you for listening to Evan Talks. And if you'd like to know any other information about Evan Talks or you would like to get involved, please check out evan for more information.